You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. John McClain from the Houston Chronicle. John, as always, we appreciate the time. What can you tell us about how Watson suffered this injury yesterday? They were in practice outdoors at their grass field across from Energy Stadium. They were practicing in front of members of the military because it's salute to service weekend that they do this once a year. And uh, he tossed the ball to one of his backs and his, his right knee buckled. And uh, everybody everybody held their breath. He had to go to an, get an MRI. By the time the results were known, players came out of their meetings and as you used a good Adjective, uh, Brian, devastated. That's what everybody was at a time when the city is so euphoric over the Astros winning their first World Series. The Big Tree Parade is downtown today at 2 o'clock. Everybody is crushed. It's a seesaw of emotion. You go from the exhilaration of winning the World Series to the devastation of losing the quarterback that's off to the greatest start of any rookie in NFL history. When you see that happen and then all of a sudden Tom Savage has to step in, um, you, you try to, um, let's just say, be as sensitive towards everything as possible, but yet uh, the next man up really has to apply. How do you see this thing changing uh, for, as I remember one time Coach Bill, Bill O'Brien mentioned, the playbook is only a full pl- four-play difference between the two quarterbacks. I think we all can attest that is not the case. So how do you see this team uh, responding moving forward with Tom Savage? Uh, Cordell, first of all, I picked the – Texans beat the Colts 37 to 17, and I revised that to 19 to 17 because Savage played the first half against Jacksonville. He got sacked six times. They put in Watson, hoping his mobility would offset the pass rush. It did not. He was sacked four times, and they got beat 29 to seven. Now, um, since then, Watson's been the starter, and with him as the starter, they've averaged 34 points in the last five games. They've averaged. 39 points. He has been brilliant. And so now you're going back to Savage, who's a pocket passer, who will restrict the playbook. Bill O'Brien was doing a tremendous job of devising game plan and calling plays to take advantage of Watson's skill set, which includes he's very mobile. And Savage is your pure pocket passer who lacks mobility, but it is a great opportunity for Savage. It's the last year of his contract. In a perfect world, he'll play like their quarterbacks have played the previous three years, just well enough to manage the game, don't turn it over, and maybe finish 9-7. and seven. But that's this division is not as good at this point as most of us thought it would be improved. Right now, it's still pretty mediocre, but Savage is going to have to play a lot better than he looked in that first game. And the offensive line, which has been mediocre at best, I don't know how you do it when you get two tackles that ought to be backups as starters, but uh, somehow they're going to have to give him a little protection because he's not going to be able to avoid the rush like Watson. Plus, the Texans sent Dwayne Brown to Seattle. Some more issues up front. We're talking Houston football with our friend John McClain of the Houston Chronicle. John, this is horrible news for Houston and the league because Watson is such a bright, shining star. I'm not trying to be a Pollyanna, but if we're putting this in context, he tore his left ACL in college. Yesterday, he injured the right knee. So perhaps a modicum of good news, he didn't do further damage to the left knee? Yeah, no no damage to his left knee, just to his right knee. And you guys know players come back from ACLs. Uh, training camp starts in eight months. He ought to be ready for that season. And then 
But still, team ought to be better. Offensive line ought to be better the next time he plays. And the defense should be better, too. But as you can imagine, he was devastated as well because not only was he playing great, he's such a good kid. Everybody likes him, not just on the field, but off the field as well. He earned, he was earning so much respect around the NFL. I thought it was so interesting when Richard Sherman, after Sunday's game, told Peter King that that was the best any quarterback had ever played against them. Not a rookie quarterback, but any quarterback. When you see the momentum that this team has because of the 19 touchdowns, that Deshaun Watson was capable of connecting with his wide receivers. Those guys are already in rhythm as far as running the deep routes and, and, and being able to get open. That's a good thing for Tom Savage coming in. Do you think he'll be able to ride that momentum and feed off of it as they move forward? Because they've been playing some really, really good football on the offensive side. If he gets time to throw, that's the key. Savage has got a great arm. He can make any throw, but he's got to have time. You know, he can't hold the ball. I would imagine we're going to see a lot of three-step drops. Watson was just magical. He was good in the pocket. He was good off schedule. They took advantage of him rolling right, rolling left, and he's not savage. Won't be nearly as hard to defend as Watson. Defense has got to be going. And uh, but we'll see. It's lucky they play the Colts because then they got to go play the Rams, and uh, so they they are desperate for a win here so they can even their record at 4-4. Four and four. John, could you see more of a commitment to the ground game because Lamar Miller is a quality back, and they have depth now with Foreman and Blue in the rotation. Brian, they're third in rushing, and a big reason is because Watson was second in rushing and averaging 7.5 yards of carry, and uh, they have not – they need to use Foreman more. He's had three plays of at least 30 yards. Miller's, I don't think he's had one. They need to get him in more, but yes. This will be the same style he is with Brock Osweiler, Brian Hoyer, and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Run, run, run. Quarterback doesn't throw low-risk passes. Move the chains. Try to get points, at least field goals in the red zone. Don't score much and try to win close games. Let me give you an interesting stat. Last year with Osweiler, they scored only 23 offensive touchdowns in seven games, including six starts. Watson had accounted for 21. Wow. I mean, that, that, that goes to show you how much he meant to this football team. So, in other words, the philosophy, because of the quick strike, uh, the, the quick strike, striking capabilities by this offense, putting the ball in the end zone, um, running the football will have to be a premium just to slow the game down, play a little bit more field position uh, type football, hopefully get this defense playing much better to be able to create those turnovers and maybe create a good field position for the offense. Would you say that's the philosophy for the most part? That's got to be the philosophy. The problem on defense is last year they were number one and they played well enough to help offset the lack of production by the offense, but they don't have J.J. Watt, Vince Wilfork, Whitney Merciless, John Simon, Brian Cushing, A.J. Boyer, and Quinn Mimps. They've got a whole, almost a whole new cast of characters. John, always a pleasure. We appreciate the information. Have a great weekend. Look forward to seeing you in person at the next big league event. Hey, Brian and Cordell, thank you very much. Hope you all have a great weekend. You too. John McClain getting it done. Houston Chronicle. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on Tune. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.